Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before we get into week 12 of the SEC football season, just something real quick. I get asked all the time, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, there are a few ways, actually. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on the platform you're currently listening to us. Number two, you can subscribe to the podcast on that platform and others. Number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode and others with them. Number four, you can support our sponsors. And number five, if you know an up-and-coming business that would like to be a sponsor, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, at C-U-Z-Z-I-N-B-A-I-L-E-Y at gmail.com about being a sponsor. Well, uh, first off, I want to remedy an oversight from last week. I want to wish a belated happy birthday to our producer, Dr. Riffick, who celebrated last week. Um, so happy birthday. And um, anyways, uh, two weeks left in the regular season, and the more things change... The more they stay the same. So take her away, Gus. Yeah, I uh, had a pretty good week last week. We all had good weeks last week. I'm um, finally really getting over that 500 mark. I'm 41 and 36 on the year. I went six and one last week because still in second place, just under 538 and 39. He went five and two. Dr. Riffick, exact same stat line 38, 39, went five and two last week. And watch out. Here comes malt liquor. Mm. He's now 36, 41, five games under 500. He, second week in a row went seven and zero. Oh. So Damn. you probably should have bet what uh, shit you should have taken malt's picks and parlayed them. You would have been <clears> hitting, <throat> you would have been in the fucking money. That's amazing. Uh, Objects get... and mirror are closer than they appear. Oh shit. He's coming. He is coming. I mean, shit, you're only five games out. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, with this week's slate, I think anything is possible. I think it's not going to be, we're not, there's not going to be a consensus like we've had the past <clears throat> couple of weeks where we've all, all four of us have done well just because some of these lines are out of whack. And that is because the schedule is out of whack. A lot of non conference pushover games. There's a couple in here that are worth noting. But uh, before we get into all that, let's see what everybody's drinking. Malt, what you got, buddy? So not because I'm sick, because I don't get sick, but because my throat is a little scratchy. I got a hot toddy with a little bullet bourbon Hell and a yeah. uh, little, little uh, agave with some tea. Nice. It's probably it's a almost beer later. That, it's getting to that season anyway, right? I mean, it's it's I think it was 75 today. So, you know, it's getting a little chilly out there. Nice. A nice uh, wet wet walk out in the dark parking lot from work tonight so that was fun yeah yep raining because um i am getting over not being sick as well wink <laughs> wink huh um i'm drinking a neon bear hug ipa by goose island i've uh, got a couple of these in the chamber lined up uh seven percent i mean they're they're delicious so I'm going to have a great time. That a boy, doctor, 
Uh, I have a Dragoon IPA tonight. What? Shocking. Well, you've clearly had less than you did last week. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. That was <laughs> some technical issues. That um, It was in the line. I don't know. Uh, celebrating your birthday. That's what you were doing. Hell early. yeah, you were. Early. <laughs> Thank you. And me, I'm actually surprised. I kind of feel it, but I know I don't sound it. Uh, I've I've been kind of boozing it up. What? When I say boozing it up, I, I had a whole bottle of wine from uh, in the last two hours. I drank a full bottle of wine. So Ghibli. Yeah, but uh, I've switched to Cerbezas. I probably will be switching to something a little bit stronger later. But I'm drinking a longboard island lager from Kona Brewing. I did want to point out I went to Publix. Earlier today, I had to pick up some stuff from the store, and their beer selection I feel is getting worse and worse. I don't know how anyone else feels about that, but it's like, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of wheats, there's a lot of blondes, there's a lot of fruity shit. Not a lot. Yeah, of, uh, it, it's either an IPA stuff. or yeah. fruity wheat bullshit. There's no good pilsners. There's just, or you can, I mean, maybe a Mexican lager but right yeah yeah, but yeah I, I, I agree it's shit did you go to the one on manhattan i went on the one in manhattan i didn't make it to the one on himes so that's that one's they both suck yeah i think i think the manhattan one sucks a little more but yeah well since the one on Himes <clears throat> opened it's it's gone down like half the time their shelves are empty and i'm just like what are we doing here do i have to yeah. go to all do i have to drive another quarter of a mile to himes to get what i want like that's food desert yeah it's a little bit long so is that right on manhattan like by your house like that kind of nice i mean newish one or it is new yeah so they they built that one new they it's gandy commons they built that one new yeah um and then once that was up and running they shut down the one on himes and remodeled it they see and it's actually really really nice they have so much shit in there they have like a chipotle station a pizza station popcorn You can get all kinds of shit in there. They have a, they have bar. a bar, dude. Bar. Yeah, which Malt I don't think was impressed with, but yeah, they got a bar. It's got it. Sometimes it's got good stuff. They've had good uh, tap takeovers. Okay. Uh, like one Thursday, they like Bari House took it over, but I think we were out of town, so we didn't get to walk over there. It's nice because I can walk there. Yep. But uh, yeah, their uh, their produce is a little. Like my wife is always like, they never have like the shit she's looking for when she's fixing dinner yeah you can't get anything too exotic there which is a little disappointing and when i say exotic i'm talking like ginger yeah (laughs) you know so it's uh sometimes weird disappointing yeah it sounds like a downtown one like the one in downtown st pete i'm not saying it i don't know what their produce is like but it's it's definitely a little bit more limited than a normal Publix. but the legit Publix is the fourth street one the old albertson's on fourth street and 38 yep I mean, they, they totally redid that one and it is yeah i mean they they just like blew out the deli like the deli's fuck like pimped out and uh at that's the expense of the produce section i think ah, that makes yeah. sense that that's what would take a hit i see that yeah yeah it's almost like they tried to recreate whole foods because they have like a little hot bar there as well yeah so yeah, yeah they're i think they're trying to getting that game a little bit i'm just waiting for so i love it manhattan that there's hardly anybody in there although tonight it was fucking packed but i have a feeling that britain plaza may be next on the remodel list 
yeah. and that'll just make Himes and Manhattan blow up again. So, yeah. While they're while they're remodeling, they should get rid of that damn bus station. Yeah, they can't do that. Have you yeah. been to that bar there yeah. in Britain Plaza? I have. I've had one drink while my wife went shopping. Um, oh. It's actually, I think, about it just got bought out. Okay. The Tapper Pub. Yeah. Been yeah, there. it got bought out. Was that was that one of your old uh, hangouts there, Doctor? No, nah, just went there a couple times with some friends. Uh, oh, okay. Ron and Ken. So, oh, yeah. all right. it was still smoking inside at that point. But. <laughs> it looks like they're did. probably still smoking in there now, but um, yeah. So, Publix, there you have it. Don't go. Don't get your beer there. No. I still haven't been to the new Lucans, by the way, which isn't that new anymore. I still need to get there. It's just, man, it's on fucking Del Mabry, and I don't want to go all the way up there. So yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not it's on my not, way. It's nice, but if it wasn't on my way, I wouldn't stop there. Yeah, like the the one on Kennedy. It's not quite as nice, but they've got solid beer selection. Like that tiny one. Yeah, like over by West Shore. Yep. Um. But yeah, I mean, south of Kennedy, it's fucking terrible for craft beer. Yeah, it it is. Uh, I think West Shore Liquor Store is okay. Okay, I don't think I've been there. Yeah, that's a that's a Larry go to. It's over by his place. It's basically across the street from the Italian place. Not yeah, Tate, yeah, but the other one. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, that guy catered our my wedding. Yeah, there you go, Luigi or. Well, his name's Luigi, but the name of the restaurant is called something else. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. And then for me, it's just easier to go to ABC. It's kind of on my way home. So I just go to ABC, which yeah. I was in there for the first time in like three months the other day. And it seemed like they completely got rid of their beer section. It's basically two shelves now. Yeah, so, it's pretty weak. Yeah. Just got to make it up, I guess, to Rolling Oats Tampa there, cuz. Yeah, rolling out St. Pete. That's right. Yeah, that's way out of my way. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's get into this uh, piss poor slate of games for the most part, cause you're leading it off twelve o'clock. Yeah, I drew the short end of the stick here. Um, Louisiana Monroe was traveling to Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss is giving thirty-seven points. So, um, Louisiana Monroe started off the year winning two in a row, but. Um, but as we picked earlier this year, they then lost to AM and that began an eight game losing streak, which they're currently in the middle of or at the tail end of or whatever. Um, so the question I have is um, since the rebels, you know, lost last week and lost any chance, any potential chance of the uh, clinching the sec West, like, would they be interested in this game enough to cover? I mean, this is a huge number. Um, and, but I mean, they've got a really good offense. And if it weren't for that against lesser opponents, um, I'd balk. But Ole Miss, for all their faults against like top teams with solid defenses, they have the horses to run over uh, the Warhawks in this game. So I am going to take Ole Miss. Um, I just, I just, this is more of an indictment on Louisiana Monroe, who's terrible. Uh, but I think Ole Miss is definitely going to overpower them. So there you go. Did you say Monroe's record? I don't know. Eight or two okay, and eight or yeah. something. They got to be pretty bad. They are. I mean, Ole Miss just got. I mean, I I called them a paper tiger, and they yeah. 
they really showed that against Georgia that they just got steamrolled. But I don't know. I mean, it's early. It's a big number. But Lane might be trying to, you know, swag again. I guess I'll take Ole Miss, too. I'll, I'll lay that. Well, wait, no, it's 37? That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'm going to take the other side of it. Yeah, I, I don't feel that, that early. Yeah. I'll take Monroe. Yeah, this is uh, this isn't going to be a good game. Ole Miss is going to beat the shit out of them. I think that was my lo- one loss last week was Ole Miss. I picked them against Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. I look, yep, I was a lone wolf on that, and I was an asshole for it. So, but this is still a big number. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Malta on this one. I think I think Monroe will lose by 28, not 37. What was Ron's record last week? He won one or two. No. I don't think he won one. Yeah, he won the Missouri. He He got Missouri. Missouri. That's it. Yeah. He only got one. Wow. Uh (laughs) didn't like didn't Jim only get one and did Larry only get one when they were guests? That sounds like anyway. Good job, guest pickers. I can talk shit now that I'm got 14 straight <laughs> two, two weeks ago you couldn't say that no. <laughs> so um when i first saw this i thought it was really big but then i saw who the warhawks lost to last yes That's detroit by 31 so i'll i'll yeah. take old miss <laughs> i don't i don't think there's a question that it's possible i just think you guys are probably thinking out a little more like the time of time of day and shit like that, I think is affecting the other guys' picks. But the Warhawks are terrible. Oh, it's not. It's not there's no love for the Warhawks. No, no. no that line fall there after Seminole High School. Come on. All right, next twelve o'clock game. Sorry, I took a swig. <clears throat> Southern Miss at Mississippi State. Mississippi State's going through some shit right now. Uh, besides them sucking, they fired their coach. Shocker. He wasn't the only firing. I think we'll get to the other one. Are they even playing? Oh, yeah. We had two games, by the way, that are not uh, we're not picking. So there's another 12 o'clock game. Chattanooga at Alabama. There's no line on that. Four o'clock. Abilene Christian at Texas A&M. We'll probably chat about Texas A&M, though. Hmm. So Mississippi State, they're down way, way down. Uh <clears throat> I'm going to mention A&M right now for a second time. Everyone says Dion. I think Dion may come to Mississippi State. Just seems like a better fit than A&M. They probably have more resources than A&M. You know, they have their rosters already pretty good. You know, they got one and two stars running around the field, so uh it's pretty pretty uh it's a pretty good situation to go to. Southern Miss. So Southern Miss is 3 and 7. There are three games that they won or against Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana Monroe, and Alcorn State. What do they all have in common? They're all in Louisiana. They're not playing a Louisiana team. I'm going to go ahead and and I think Mississippi State may come out with a little bit of uh, passion here. It's that uh, that new smell coach. I don't even know who the fucking interim coach is, but Leroy Selman's nephew, Dewey's son, Zach, is the AD in him I trust, even though he's not coaching. But uh, yeah, I'll take Mississippi State, uh, given 14 here. 
if if their record was like 500, I'd pick Southern Miss all day. <clears throat> I mean, there's something to be said about turmoil. It's not like Mississippi State was. It's I mean, it's not like I wouldn't have this question if Mississippi State hadn't fired their coach. Um, I just I, I've got a I've just got a feeling they're they're gonna not come out terribly hot. I'm gonna for some reason I'm gonna. I'm basically risking any chance I have of ever of winning this this year. So I think I'm going to pick um, Southern Miss. This is more of an indictment on Mississippi State. Again, this is another I'm picking in to in spite of the opponent. Yeah. So when I was looking at this earlier, my own comment was, who the fuck knows? Um, I was able to learn that. Mississippi State's interim coach is Greg Knox. Oh, yeah. The Gators. That may sound familiar. He was run, running backs and special teams coach in the illustrious Dan Mullen era, where I guess our special teams hasn't been good since Urban left, but I remember them being really bad then. For some reason, I thought Zach Arnett was Will Arnett, which would have been funnier because it would be like <laughs> Joe, Joe Bluth got fired. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just – who knows? I mean, Mississippi State could be excited to get rid of like that one loser, but then Sky Knox seems like a clown. Um, but God, I mean, Southern Miss—they suck too. It's like I'll—I'll I'll go with—I'll uh, go with Mississippi. No, I'll take Southern Miss. I'm very wishy-washy these first two games. <clears throat> Doctor. Uh, I'll roll with the Hogs. I'll take Mississippi State. All right. Game of the week again. Georgia prominently involved. They go to Neyland, a 10.5 point favorite against Fat Boy and his team that uh, got handled by Mizzou pretty well last week on the road. As we said earlier, Georgia just curb stopped Kiffin or curb stomped Kiffin. Um, and it seems like they've just been gaining steam. Yeah, they got Brock Bowers back, Lad McConkey's back. They're like a KKK fans dream <laughs> skill position setup. Carson Beck has looked good. Um and you know, Tennessee, I think if they can keep it close, that's really the key. If they can keep it close, so that you know it's going to be a raucous atmosphere at Neyland, big game. They can ruin Georgia's, not really ruin Georgia's season, but definitely put a put a damper on it in their winning streak. So they can, if they can get their running game going and get some stops and stay within striking distance, then um, they may they might have a chance to win this outright. The problem is, I just don't think that's going to happen. Georgia seems like they're totally like geared up for a showdown against Bama. Um, the, their last like five or six games since they had that uh, close win against Auburn, they've really just sort of turned it on. And, you know, they beat, I mean, Mizzou was a close game, but Mizzou's looking to be like a really good team. Um, so I, I really like Georgia here. I think they keep it going and uh, they'll open up. They, they might be up 14 by half and just really kind of coast to a, to a pretty easy victory against Tennessee who, you know, lost to Florida. So that shows you how good they are. So um, I'm going to go like straight 
transitive property here because I really have no idea if Tennessee is going to maintain their decent home play. Um, this is a whole new world. Um, they struggled at Mizzou, but Mizzou gave Georgia a, a great game at Georgia. Um, it, I mean, it really just comes down to whether or not Tennessee is, you know, hyped up enough and this, you know, thing they have going at home is what keep, what continues. But I agree. I think Georgia is like hit their God dang stride and it's very frustrating as someone who hates them, but I can appreciate that as someone who um, understands that they're really good. I think 10 and a half is totally doable. And um, yeah, there you go. I'm going to take Georgia. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bulldogs here too. There's not really much to say. Tennessee, that I don't, I don't even know how they're still ranked. Um, they've got three losses. They got absolutely crushed by Missouri, thirty-six to seven. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is gonna be just Georgia all over the place, running all over them, passing all over them. Malt, you hit it on the head with Georgia hitting their stride. Uh, if there's gonna be a letdown with Georgia, even though I said they're gonna lose, uh, it won't be with Tennessee. It'll be to Georgia Tech. That's always fun. So, yeah, but they've locked up the East. So, give me the dogs. Let's go ahead and sweep it. Doggies. Uh, I mean, I guess I was, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I It seemed weird to do it after they just destroyed uh, Mississippi State. But maybe they figure they basically sort of have a bye week. So now's a good time to do it. Just curious. Uh, I heard on, so Andy Staples, he went through, he had a tw- his 12 potential candidates. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them because I can't remember them all, but some of the ones that sounded maybe uh, kind of interesting is Duke's coach. Uh, I forget his name, but he was the, uh, he, he was like a DC for them for A&M. Um, he mentioned Elko. Elko, yeah, Mike Elko. He mentioned Dan Lanning at Oregon. Um, the guy at uh, DeBoer from Washington, Kansas's coach. Um, Dan Campbell, which that will never happen, but he's an A and M alum. Um, I did see where uh, there's this Gator, uh. She covers the Gators on Twitter, and I guess she has a YouTube, and she's a cute blonde. So, of course, Urban Myers was on her, like, YouTube channel at, on a Zoom call, and she asked him about if he want, has any interest in coming back, and he denied it. He says he's happy doing what he wants. You're talking about Allie Peaks Wilbur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Wilbur's wife, or at least. Oh, oh it's sure Eric Wilbur's she, wife. She, she was an athlete at Florida, too. Yeah, and she's cute. She's great. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan. For um, all the reasons. But yeah, uh, and she seemed to know what she was talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of the Those are kind of the ones that stood out. Um, no one mentioned Dion. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like if they get the right guy, they got a ton of talent. If you can figure out how to keep most of them to stay, then, you know, they could be good. I'm, you know, but they seem to never really be good enough. They haven't won. They haven't won a national title since the thirties. So, anyway. so um, 
Well, I mean, I, I have this similar list. Like I, I looked up bookies.com earlier today and he was the, he was the favorite followed by uh, UT San and, uh Mike Elko from Duke. Okay. Uh, trailer from uh, UTSA has got. Yeah, he mentioned odds. him. He mentioned him. Yeah, Lan- Lanning said he wasn't interested, but I'll never believe anyone ever again. So that's not that doesn't matter. DeBauer, Kiffin's on the list at high odds. Uh, Kansas head coach. Here's one that I would absolutely love, um, only because of the turmoil it would create. But um, Mike Norvell. Is oh yeah, he list. mentioned that too. That's right. Sorry, Damn it, you stole it. <laughs> Sorry, but. <laughs> I mean, I, I would, I would absolutely love that. Not, and you know, like, not that I don't think he's a competent coach, but God, how, how, how shitty would they feel? Just, it would just make me feel so good. And I love that his name's on the list. Like, and he's going to have to get distracted by that. Hopefully maybe next week. Eh? Anyways. Um, I, yeah, I mean, like it, that's just, I mean, I was not, no one's surprised. I think everyone was expecting him to get fired, but, doing after a huge win the reason they do it i guess is because you know the they got to get somebody in soon for the early signing day or period because that's huge now that's like the most important signing period or or more important signing period i mean is there i mean i I mean the coach would have to abandon his team right i mean i guess if you pay him enough he will but well i mean like there's a there's a there's a path you know like i mean knowing the name i think would help in some capacity if it's a big enough name, right? Um, do you think uh, Kiffin would go, or is he like? Would you take him if you, or would you be happy if you were an A and M fan? No, not happy, and you don't think he'll get? He'd go. I think he'd go. I think. He'd I think go. he'd go. Yeah, I definitely think he'd go. I don't think he has any loyalty to any, and I don't mean that negatively. Nobody has any loyalty, you know. So, I guess this is the only one way to put that. Um, I don't think there's any. It would be dumb for Lanning to leave Oregon. They're joining the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean the only advantage AM has is like they got tons of talent. Close Oregon doesn't, but it's kind of like turning into this like national recruiting brand, you know? Yeah, it's weird too for AM now that Texas is coming into the same conference as them. Yeah, they're gonna have to, you know, like for a while they were the SEC Texas team, and now they're not. Therefore, they're no longer like the biggest team in their state. Mm-hmm. In the SEC, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's me wild. Yeah, so I don't I know. A, It'll be interesting. I got a couple comments on this. Uh, one, I wonder how many times in the NCAA and the whole college football spectrum that two teams that played each other during the season fired their coach. Both of them fired their coaches in the same week. Like yeah, that's game. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, oh my god, Maldo was just like. Like you said, I was kind of like, I'm not surprised, but I am surprised when they did it coming off that big win. But I guess the decision was made even before that game. They said Thursday the decision had been made. On the Norvell front, I think it would be hilarious if he does, they they win the national title at Florida State, and then he bolts for A&M, much like Jimbo Fisher. Although it took Fisher a few years to get over there. But but I think Norvell would listen. Two reasons here. One, He's either the name is out there because his agent put his name out there so he can get a big extension or two Florida State doesn't have the funds to pay as much as A&M. Not many schools can match A&M when it comes to their funding. So Dan Lanning, I I hear what you're saying. 
going to the Big Ten, but he's going to make a hell of a lot more money at A and M than he would in Eugene. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think I think it'll be very interesting. I think it, it's also would be pretty interesting too. I think if, he's got a pretty big buyout now, though. Who landing does? His buyout's like twenty million. Uh, well, A and M will pay it. They're already. I mean, what's money to them? They're yeah paying one hundred fifty three million for this essentially. Um, I think it would be hilarious if Lane went to A and M simply because you know Texas would be you know their their big rival again, even though Texas's big rival is Oklahoma, but uh, Sarkeesian versus Kiffin. You know, some old USC buddies back in the day who went through the Nick Saban rehabilitation program. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that would be uh, that'd be pretty funny. Uh, Just, you know, a little chuckle. But uh, and I wouldn't rule out Dion. The only question I have with Dion going there is. I know you can enter the transfer portal, but I think if you do it a second time, I think there's still transfer rules where you'd have to sit out. So I don't know if his kids would have to sit out if they transfer a year. Hmm. I'm not sure, but they could use Shadur though. They don't have a quarterback. there. I'm pretty sure you have to sit out like even extra time. if You do it twice. Yeah. Something. I I think there's some, some type of repercussion there. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think it's hilarious. No, sorry. No longer can a player transfer multiple times and immediately have eligibility. Your first transfer is an underclassman. You do, but there, and there are only a couple of exceptions that still allow immediate eligibility on the second transfer. First, a demonstrated physical injury or illness or mental health condition that necessitated the transfer. The second, exigent circumstances that necessitate a student athlete's immediate departure from the previous school. For example, physical assault or abuse, sexual assault. So probably not going to happen to too many football players. No, I, pres- I presume it's not an excuse to allow you to leave, um, to commit it and get like that would oh be God. that'd be a perverse re- result. Um, so, yeah, yes. I mean, and they seem to be pretty strict on that kid from North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't know if your dad being the coaches would would help out there, but I mean Dion I don't think would leave both of his sons or Travis Hunter. So let me let me say something real quick. I forgot to mention. Um, did y'all hear about like that lawsuit that uh Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin are facing? One of their former players is uh, you know, raising all sorts of hell because he oh yeah, he yelled at him. Yeah, I saw that. He disappeared from the team for two weeks without any contact claiming he had like a mental health issue and like he, he all they reached out, reached out, he denied it denied, it, And then finally he tries to come back. And he was of course recording the conversation when he came in to talk to lane and Kiffin's just like, you know, like, why didn't you come to me? You know, like you, you know, you've been gone for two weeks. We know nothing about what's going on. And he goes, and I have reviewed contracts about the mental health, you know, thing. He's like, this doesn't apply or something like that. He basically said, like, you know, you're off the team. Just get the fuck out of here and all this stuff. So now they're suing him and Ole Miss for, you know, for racism and and, you know, whatever. whatever. They're just throwing anything that'll stick. So I just um, I wonder if that's going to affect anything in this particular situation. 
Like, I mean, would, the lawsuit would, will still be there, right? That's like, what I mean. Like, would they want to, you know, take up this? Because if Lane, if if he loses this lawsuit, it's a civil suit, right? That's not going to look good for A and M. So yeah, but if he wins, it won't matter. I was just gonna say, yeah. Oh, if he wins, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it honestly doesn't sound very. It's not, you know, he's being mean to the kid is basically what it sounds like, because the excuses are that they never threw a white guy off for doing something like this or they've thrown black people off throughout the athletic department for just stuff. They haven't thrown white people off. It's it's kind of subjective. So. Who knows? I don't know. I'd have to know more of the facts. Yeah. Yeah. It must not be a great, uh, he must not have a lot going for him there because it's not plastered all over ESPN. So, yeah. But frivolous. It's a frivolous lawsuit. Possibly, quite possibly. So, question if Jimbo Fisher was to do his last barbecue. <laughs> On the bonfire at Texas A&M, oh, Jesus. what sauce would he use? Do they still do the bonfire? No, of course not. Kids died. Yeah. That'd be pandemonium. Maybe oh. even uh, causing a pandemic. Because obviously, what goes best with fried human? Aggies. <laughs> all right. All right. Obviously, our, producer, our, our sponsor and I, we do not endorse that type of behavior meats because this portion of the bourbon boys picking the sec is brought to you by pandemic sauce company amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands a friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time he soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces after sharing his sauces with family and friends he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce that's pandemic sauce company pandemic sauce Enter code Bourbon Boys, Bourbon Boys at checkout for a discount. Uh, we got to speak with the owner and our good friend of Pandemic Sauce Company, PandemicSauceCompany.com. That's uh, Ron. Uh, he gave us some nice uh, tips. So uh, go back to last week's episode from to hear from Ron's. Uh, you know, not not just his great picks, but even better barbecue sauce. He had some advice on uh, kind of meats. Do you put the Jalapeno, apple, mango, habanero, those are the two that are available right now. The uh, other peppers are currently being greenhoused in the greenhouse. So um, go back and check that out. Uh, it was a great time last week getting to catch up with our one LSU friend. I'm glad he had a good time at the game on Saturday. So that's Pandemic Sauce, PandemicSauceCompany.com. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout for a discount. And while we're uh, talking about Louisiana and all those people in uh, that lovely, great state, I get to realize that I just uh, called or talked about the wrong game. So uh, let's just move right on over to <laughs> New Mexico State because New Mexico probably has some decent barbecue if they're that close to Texas. Uh, they are the those Aggies. We were just talking about the Aggies of uh, Texas A&M, but the New Mexico State Aggies are traveling to Auburn where Auburn is a 23 and a half point favorite. Uh, now 
I don't know what I guess Louisiana Monroe is probably in Conference USA, but uh, this team, New Mexico State, clinched a spot in the Conference USA championship game, at which point uh, later this year they'll play against Hugh Freeze's former team, Liberty, in that championship. Um, but now he gets to face Hugh Freeze's, excuse me, the Aggies get to face Hugh Freeze's current team in Auburn. They've won three straight uh, against the bottom of the barrel of the uh, SEC, not including Florida, including killing uh, the team that who beat the Gators two weeks ago, Arkansas. They kicked the crap out of them last week. Uh, I did not see that coming, but I guess uh, that means that uh, maybe Hugh is figuring something out. I mean, at least being able to beat terrible teams by a lot of points is a good thing. It's a good way to start. Um, I'd say that uh, this strikes me as a good game for Auburn to want to like flex as hard as possible. Um, they're six and four, so they're already bowl eligible. And next week they travel. I don't know where, I don't know where the game is, but it's the iron bowl against Alabama, the um, sec West champion. And they love then Alabama, you know, it's just going to be totally geared up because they still have a shot to get to the uh, playoff, even with one loss. So um, obviously, since that upset next week is unlikely, I think the Tigers are really looking um, to like get a good tune up. Um, And I'd say likely a huge blowout. So I don't know. I'm doing this again. I'm picking a huge number. I'm going to take the Tigers. They're uh, 23 and a half point favorites over a decent conference USA team. I'm just going to, I'm going to roll with the Tigers because they're still not a good sec team. So, uh, I sometimes uh, reference this guy on Twitter who does analytics and does like a prediction based on like his spreadsheet model. And so he had Auburn winning by 12. And so I was like, there's no way that it could be that different than what the line is unless there's like some sort of injury. So, sure enough, New mm-hmm. Mexico State star quarterback Diego Avia is injured and because they made they've clinched the conference USA title game, I guess there are concerns that they might hold him out. There's a news article uh, earlier today where the coach says he's, you know, questionable. He's a tough kid, so he's not going to rule him out. So who knows? Um, So I think obviously if he does start, that's going to, you know, you would be probably pretty wise to take New Mexico state, but without him, who knows? I, and I don't think anyone knows about their backup quarterback, but they're a pretty good team. And this is a big number for an Auburn team that granted they put some points up last week, but um, I don't know. I kind of got a feeling that even if the backup plays this New Mexico state's a pretty good team. So I like them to keep it close. So I will take the, uh, the Aggies on the road. <clears throat> you guys know who the coach of uh, New Mexico state is? Oh yeah. Who's that? Terry Bowden. Sure. Try again. I have no idea. Oh, that's Louisiana Monroe's coach. Again, back on the wrong list. Sorry. So their coach is Jerry Kill. Oh, that's right. I did read that. Yeah. Do you know who, because do you know who Jerry Kill is? Of course. Why are you singling me out? We might just want to cut this whole conversation off, (laughs) I think. I, I know who, I know Malt knows who he is because he's talked about him before. Hmm. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I remember that conversation. It was good. He had like a heart attack on the field or something. 
He's had six seizures since 2010, at least six. Yeah, there you go. Good gravy. Now, he did have kidney cancer in 2010, and then after that, he's had the seizures. But uh, thankfully, the kidney cancer is in remission. We don't know about those seizures. So it'll be be interesting to see if he has a seizure against Crooked Hugh. That makes me think he's going to make this kid play. He's like, listen, kid, I've got, I've been through six seizures. I've got tumors all over my kidneys. I'm pissing blood. Whatever you have, you can deal with it and beat these Auburn fucks. Anyway, sorry. No, no worries. So, yeah, that's, that's about all the research I've done on this. So I was going to go with the Aggies before Malt, you laid down some of that that knowledge on their quarterback. That's interesting, man. Now this is tough. I mean, 23 and a half is a big number. New Mexico state is a decent team. I mean, it's conference USA, so it's not great. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll go with Auburn. I don't want cuz to catch me. It's not a good enough reason. I'm just kidding. That's a great reason. It kind of makes me feel less stupid for picking Auburn. So thanks. It's at home, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Doc- Doctor. Uh, the Aggies have won six in a row. So I keep the keep it rolling and shaking all around. Uh, so <laughs> I'll take the Aggies. Uh. I have a good Parkinson's joke, but that doesn't work. (laughs) Click, click, man. All right. We're getting to the late slated games here. 730, your Florida Gators and their tremendous defense heading to Mizzou. Mizzou is an 11 and a half point home favorite here. Over-unders 59 and a half. Let's talk about the Gators a bit. I don't have much on them, but we'll talk a little bit about them. Their offense seems to be clicking. They put up some points. However, I feel like they probably should have been able to put up even more points last week against, oh man, excuse me, LSU, who has probably the second worst defensive backfield in the SEC just in front of the Gators. So... Yeah, I, they probably should have put up more points, but they're they are scoring right. They've scored over thirty of the past two games, so the offense is clicking. The defense, it was extremely apparent to me that not only can the Gators not tackle, not only do they take bad angles, but they're slow. They are very very slow on defense. It didn't matter who it was from LSU. It wasn't that. Well, they are better athletes, and typically LSU has some of the best athletes in the SEC. They're typically faster than everybody, but it was extremely noticeable in this game where as soon as there was any green grass in front, LSU, like they were just they were going to take it to the house. There was so much talk about Jaden Daniels and his Heisman and how incredible he is, and he's doing this against an SEC defense. It's like, come on. It's, it's the Gators' defense this year, which is absolutely terrible. So, ugh, Florida's... Florida's in for a, an ass whooping. I don't think they're going to be bowl eligible at all. I don't know how they're going to, when they get the FSU, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, I don't know how they're going to defend their receivers or tackle their running backs. Mizzou, Mizzou 
is a good team. They're a really, really good team. Uh, they showed that last week, putting it on Tennessee week before that against Georgia, uh, hanging with them. This is almost kind of like a – it's almost like they're playing an out-of-conference team this week, Mizzou. So Schrader, Schroeder, whatever his name is, he reminds me of me, but with more muscles and less fat, but we're about the same height. He's got me by a couple inches. But, uh, I mean, that guy's a dynamo. You got Luther Burton the third fantastic cook at quarterback i think this is going to be a bloodbath 11 and a half yeah that's they'll have that by in the first half easily maybe the first quarter so give me mizzou big here lock of the week so i'm going to read you a series of numbers and i want you all to tell me what 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 they represent you ready yeah 270 387 398, 344, 465, 486, 481, 701. That would be the amount of yards per game the Gators have given up going from week one to last week. Yes, with Ooh. the with the cupcakes removed, but exactly right. Yeah. Um. So prior to the Buck game, I was my I rode with my brother. And I told him the the uh, the Jimbo news, and I was like, "Do you think there's a chance A and M might poach Napier?" And he tried to what he said, talk me off the ledge with respect to the defense. Basically, that we're just playing a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. We have no good. We had one good linebacker, Shamar James, and he got hurt. And that, based on the Gator Nation Football Podcast YouTube guy, that it's we it's not a scheme issue it's the players just can't make plays yet i'm like well yet is doing a lot of work there because it would seem at least that all these players have been playing granted james got hurt but like scooby williams wasn't terrible against tennessee and he's just been awful um and so i don't know i i liked a little bit of what i saw from the defensive line, especially on that early goal line stand, and those were a lot of freshmen, and they look small, so they're going to get bigger, and you know they look quick. So I mean, whatever. But there's none of that matters when we're analyzing this game. It's going to be a bloodbath. Um, Missouri is like LSU, but with a defense and a running game. Um, granted, you know Cook is not Daniels, but. He's pretty elusive too, and you know, it, this is just I I I have no desire to even like watch this game. It's going to be so ugly. So uh, I'm going to take Mizzou easy easy money. Uh, this seems way too low. <clears throat> yeah, if I were a Missouri fan, I'd be uh, kind of insulted by this line. Um, everything you said sounds about right. I heard that like. We're that there's a story that it looks like that our defensive coordinator is putting too much on on the plate of the players, which is a coaching problem. You know that's not an excuse. Like the players don't aren't getting it, and maybe that's yet. I mean, they're tremendously young. Um, but as you said, I mean, as you were talking, I was like, yeah, but I mean, we're picking this game, not next year. 
because I was like, you know, that that sounds great for hopefully the off season and maybe next year for the buzzsaw that that schedule is. But Missouri is really good. Um, they, um, I think, aside from Georgia, they're the best team that I mean, you got. I think there might be the third best team in the conference right now, and I don't think I have a problem saying that. I think they're definitely better than LSU. I bet you if they played them again, they probably beat them maybe like three out of five times or five out of seven times. I really think Missouri, at this point in the in the year, I think Missouri could do that. Um, LSU is, is extremely good, and that was a shootout game. And the only reason they covered for the fourth week in a row, I'm going to mention, there was an interception return for a touchdown. It saved my, my week. Um, I think uh, – Missouri is going to be able to stop Florida way better. I I'm not like, and that's not a knock on Graham Mertz. I really think I like our offense where they're going, but Missouri is a legitimate team, which I freaking hate to say. Um, I wish they'd be back in the, whatever conference they came from anyways. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the tigers. So I just want to get back to the scheme thing real quick that the scheme isn't the issue. Uh, yeah, it is because you scheme to your players. You don't do the reverse. So scheme is an issue. If your guys can't handle the scheme, change the fucking scheme. Like yeah. if your guys aren't able to execute a scheme, change it. You know, you don't make, let me, th- who can I throw out here? You don't make, you know, first or second year Lamar Jackson, just in a, put him in a Dan Marino offense, right? Like you scheme to your players. So yeah, it's a coaching issue. It's a scheme issue. So anyhow, sorry. Doctor. Let's go ahead and sweep this one too. I'll take the zoo. <clears throat> All right. Another barn burner here with uh FIU 30 and a half point underdog at Arkansas, who just got steamrolled by Auburn last week. Um talk about like Auburn has actually improved from every game as opposed to the Gators who've regressed. But holy shit, FIU must be really bad because um, Arkansas, I feel like it's they shouldn't be laying 30 to anybody. But uh, I actually looked at FIU's record, and I think they have three or four wins, but they've lost five of their last six. And that win was a double overtime victory against Sam Houston State. They've been getting boat raced by the likes of Middle Tennessee State. So it, I really think it just boils down to if Arkansas still likes their coach. Um, if they show up ready to play, then I think they can cover this number. If they don't, then they won't. But um, I kind of got a feeling they will. So um, I'll lay the 30. Don't love it, though. Or lay the 30 and a half, I should say. <clears throat> yeah, so FIU is not a good team. As you just said, Malt, Middle Tennessee State only has three wins, and they're in the same conference, and they just absolutely steamrolled Florida International, the arch enemy of Florida Atlantic, by the way. Don Shula Bowl, big game every year. But this is a huge number, and I don't know about Arkansas. I mean, they're just not good at all. Something that shocked me, though, I was reading – KJ Jefferson still has another year of eligibility. Is this a COVID thing or something? 
he he's just one of those guys. He, every now and then, there's a guy that can play for like seven years. And somehow he got it. Yeah, because I mean, like, I, it, it was an article about it was about Arch Manning and if he'll stay at Texas or whatever. And they started talking about the 2025 quarterback class, and KJ Jefferson was in it. I'm like, what? Like, how does this guy have another year of eligibility? Um, that doesn't matter though. I think Florida International is going to lose, but I mean, Middle Tennessee State might might stomp Arkansas right now. So I know they had the win over the Gators, but that's a huge number, man. Huge. Uh, I'm going to take. I think I'm going to take the Panthers. I believe that's what Florida International is. The Panthers, yeah. So they're not owls. Fuck them. But I'll still take them. Give me Florida International. I mean, I'm kind of torn here because my liquor has been on such a tear, but I agree with what Gus just said. That was my initial pick. It seems like a lot of points. Um, I wish I had a better read on Arkansas. They're completely Jekyll and Hyde team. Um, they, I, I did not expect them to get blown out last week. If last week's game was a little bit closer, I'd have no problem picking Arkansas to do this. Um, it just seems like I, I was looking at some of the scores of FIU and they weren't giving up a tremendous amount of points. They weren't scoring a lot of points. It didn't, I mean, no one seemed not many teams covered this number. A handful did, but not many, uh, Liberty being one of them. I think Liberty is better than Arkansas. I know Liberty is better than Arkansas. Liberty is better than Florida. Um, I think I'm going to do something stupid here. <clears throat> oh, wait, no, I guess it's not that stupid. Well, I guess picking against malt liquor is stupid these days. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to do that uh, just because <laughs> it's more like, again, it's more about Arkansas. Like, I, they're just not – they haven't shown me anything that makes me think that they're going to be beating anyone by 30 these days. So I'm going to take the Panthers. I'll take the Panthers also. It's too yeah. high. <clears throat> Lone piggy. That's right. Call the hogs. The um. So that I'd say uh, this is one of the three games uh, that I consider to be. Let's just call it. Okay. Well, actually, this has got the lowest spread of the game. This is Kentucky at South Carolina. South Carolina is getting one and a half points, a home underdog. Since beating Florida six weeks ago, the wheels have kind of fallen off in Lexington. They have one win, three double-digit losses, and a close loss to Tennessee. That was by like six points, I think. The Cox have a two-game winning streak. Uh, they were they squeaked by Jacksonville State, and they rolled over Vandy. Um, I say like uh, this game being at home and at night is enough to sway me in favor of the Cox. Um, I think uh, Spencer Rattler. He's I don't think he's a bad quarterback. And I think this is the kind of game he would he's really gonna look forward to. They may even beat Clemson later on in the year because Clemson ain't shit. But um I think I yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and take the Cox. Hmm. Uh I'm gonna go the other side of this. These teams seem kind of similar in that they're both very up and down. Um I think Kentucky's better on the lines. And even though they're going to the road on the road, um, 
I think they're going to have enough up front on the defense defensive line to um, harass Spencer. Um, I would not go near this game. <laughs> it's just because Kentucky's quarterback's not great, so he could very easily melt down. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think they're a little bit stronger up front, probably a little bit better coach, so I'll take them. <clears throat> yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this game either. I think Kentucky's going to win by 14. South Carolina's not a good team. Kentucky is average, we'll say. They're almost back to being Kentucky a little bit, um, but I think that's good enough to put a bunch up on South Carolina. So, yep, that's all I got to say about that. Doctor? One thing I wanted to mention before um... – producer gave his pick um does anyone heard the about the connection shane beamer's connection to starkville i guess he's got a connection with the ad and his like wife is either from there or they're spending thanksgiving there so he's got a connection I, I i'm not saying that he'd be some sort of like splash hire you know maybe they they did it a year ago people would be excited about it but that's always something to kind of put in the back of your head that Shane Beamer has a connection to Mississippi State. So, um, producer, who do you got? Uh, I'll take the kitty cats. Ah, so I'm the lone cock. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Final game of the week, 8 o'clock kickoff, Georgia State heading to Baton Rouge. LSU coming off a huge win against the Gators. And when I say huge, it's, I mean, they played the the Gators, right? Mm. Georgia State's not a very good football team. Uh, I think they're in the Sun Belt. There's really not much to say here. Oh, it's uh, LSU is a 31-point home dog. The, favorite. Wow. favorite. Yeah, sorry. Not not home dog. 31 favorite. 31-point uh, favorite. Man, I'm off. I told you I had some line earlier. God damn it. Uh. 71 and a half. Wow, that's a large, large number. I might still take the over here. LSU is not going to take their foot off the pedal with Jaden Daniels. They want him to win the Heisman Trophy. They're going to try to get him all the stats that he can get. They're going to want another huge game where he's over 200 yards rushing, over 300 yards passing, if not 400. I think he'll probably get that in the first three quarters, and then maybe we'll see Nussmeyer in the fourth. But by then, this game will be probably somewhere in the range of like 63 to 14, something like that. So I, not really a lot for me to say here, even with this big number. And I don't like big numbers, but I think LSU is going to be all over this. Give Daniels the Heisman right now. Yeah, I, my only notes are Heisman padding time. I'm taking LSU as well. Yeah, of all the big numbers that I've sided with, um, that would be, let's see, well, Auburn and uh, Ole Miss earlier. This is the one I feel the most comfortable about, um, not because of LSU's like staunch defense. We know they don't have one, but Georgia State's not good. And even if they score 20 points, there's no problem with LSU scoring 50-60 plus on this one. Um, I think my... I, if I had a note, it was, uh, yeah, they've got a hell of an offense, that LSU team. 
And yeah, this is Heisman time. So producer. Oh shit. Sorry. Yeah. They're gonna hammer it down. You guys covered it. LSU. Yeah, it's funny this I'm glad we kind of raced through this week and got to uh this last game. It kind of felt like kind of reminded me at the end of Braveheart, Gus. Mm-hmm. When um William Wallace is getting sliced and diced and even the uh the people who love to see it are crying out for mercy. Mercy. Massey William, like I, I love college football, but let's just get this week over with. Let's just cut its head off right now, right? Yeah, totally agree. But why do I? Why did I bring that up though? Yeah, once I get to editing, uh, there'll be another episode of automatic rewind for your listening pleasure. And you did what movie? No, just kidding. Because <laughs> and we did Braveheart. <laughs> we did Braveheart. Yeah, this one's probably going to be a long one too. Uh, we tend yeah. to we tend to talk. We like we like to hear ourselves talk. No, big time. But yeah, it was a it was a fun time. It should be a good listen. Got some really key points in there. A couple of hot chicks. I count big them time. three. I count them three in that movie. Oh, so yeah. not the ha- not the hag that yells mercy though. So no, she um, is not one of them. And it doesn't hurt that I had a couple glasses of Brooklatic scotch um, that got me a little loquacious and my bullshit Scottish accent started coming out. Uh, but while we're waiting for that to get edited, uh, go to go to iTunes or any um, platform and look for automatic rewind. You'll see that Gus and I have done like five or six or seven other movies, uh, including with the addition of a guest uh, automatic rewinder malt liquor for uh is that LA, LA Confidential? LA yeah. Confidential. Yeah. That's great. So go, yeah, go check that out. Give us a nice good rating as well. Yeah. So there's some other games this week as well. Not too many. It's not a great slate. Uh, Kansas State at Kansas. Sure. I still don't get excited. I know they're both ranked, but I've never really watched those teams, even when Fat uh, Mangino was with Kansas. So. Yeah, I'm not really into that game. Interesting game, though, happening in Tucson. It's a 12.30 local kickoff, 2.30 Eastern time. Utah heading to Arizona. Zona's actually ranked higher, which kind of makes sense, maybe. It'll be a a fun game to watch, that's for sure. Doctor, you going? Uh, I'm not. Um, Mm. Nope. Got no one here that likes college football, so... I, I need to find some better friends that live here. Maybe if you only knew someone who worked for the university, you could get some like quality like like tickets like in a skybox or something like that. Like I was courtside. Yeah, you uh, were. Last night. How was that? How was that? Nice. That's great. That was at Duke, Arizona, for those that don't know basketball. Dukies. Oh, who won? It? I thought it was no. Duke, Arizona. Who was it? No, they beat Duke last Friday. Yeah. Scumbag. Some, Who was it last night? Some podunk. I can't even remember. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of the women's game that we were talking about last week. Don't don't follow women's college basketball. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's so a that's... that's a nice look you have there on your face, cuz.
Well, uh, that will do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. I want to thank our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code Bourbon Boys at checkout for a discount. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow, and share this episode and other episodes with your friends. Next week, the Bourbon Boys, that'll be Thanksgiving week. The Bourbon Boys will be picking the last week of the regular season. Uh, where did the season go? And uh, well, the Gators will have an opportunity at night to uh, ruin FSU season. At least uh, we'll be at home for that. Um, any last thoughts, fellas? Go Gators? Yeah. Mm. I don't know, right? Good luck. Go Gators? You can't put a question mark on the teleprompter. So for Malt Liquor, Gus, our producer, Dr. Rebecca, I am Cousin Bailey saying go Gators and go get drunk.